Welcome to Create You, the personal growth and development podcast that will help you break through to better results in your life, work, and relationships. I'm your host, Jeremy Flagg, and thank you for joining me. With last week's passing of the musical legend Prince, people are becoming increasingly aware of not only his music, but also his enormous heart for others. Listening to the stories of those close to him as they remember his legacy as an example to be followed, it begs the question from deep within your own soul, how will I be remembered? On today's show, I'm going to be sharing the one thing you absolutely must develop in order to leave the legacy of an example to be followed instead of a warning to be learned from. So if you're brave enough to ask yourself the question, how do I want to be remembered, and want to know what you need to focus on for certain that will make your life an example instead of a warning, then listen as I identify the one thing you need to do. Hello, creators. Hey, it's your host, Jeremy Flagg, welcoming you to episode 59. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, today we're going to be talking about life, death, and we're going to be asking ourselves the question, how do you want to be remembered? How do I want to be remembered? It's a question that many of us wonder about, but few of us actually answer for ourselves. I mean, do we want our lives to be an example to be followed or a warning to be learned from? That's what we'll be pondering today. But first, before we begin, I just want to remind you that if you don't have a copy of my book, Your Best is Next Yet, then now is the perfect time to grab one. In it, I'm going to be teaching you the six keys that empower you to create a fulfilling future and overcome the pain of the past that I've learned along my journey and that I'd love to pass on to you. That's why I wrote the book, and I'd love for you to have the first three chapters in your hands. So just go to www.yourbestisnext.com for more details on how you can download the first three chapters for free. And I have some exciting news for you that Your Best is Next is now available in Kindle format on Amazon, and you can get it for $2.99. It's only $2.99 to have it on your Kindle instead of ordering the physical copy, so it's more cost-effective, and you're going to be able to highlight and, and underline and mark it all up like great books are and then have those digital notes ready to go anytime you want. Uh, you can refer back to them and know that you've got some, some fun inspiration to move your life forward and create the life you really want. So let's get into today's topic. I'm uh, I'm very troubled by the news of Prince. I don't know about you guys. I mean, you know that I've been I'm a musician. I've been a I was a professional musician for over 15 years, professional drummer. Uh, so music has a huge part in my life. Still does. I'm not playing professionally any longer, but. I, I'm still a huge musician at heart, and I play music with my kids, and I and I listen to it all the time. I mean, I just love music. And so Prince was one of those rare artists in my world that, uh, you know, my brother and I growing up, we agreed on Prince. We didn't agree on everything, but we agreed on Prince. The guy was super talented, and everything he did kind of uh, pushed, you know, pushed music forward a little bit. I mean, he... He was an amazing, talented musician, but he was also very visually uh, representative of his artwork. He wanted to make sure that he pushed the envelope with human sexuality and acceptance of being you know, true to yourself and being authentic. I mean, he was definitely someone that we had our eyes on from very a very early age, my brother and I. So when the news of his passing 
flashed across my phone on Thursday, I was a little stunned. I, I mean, I had just had lunch with a friend, and we had a great discussion, and and something about completely not about Prince, and uh, and I looked down on my phone, and I thought, oh my gosh, if there was one guy, I kind of thought that we'd just be listening to for you know for a long time. It was him. I mean, he. Uh, by all accounts, had 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 great uh, you know health um, and had took care of himself all these years. He was a very devoted in his faith, which kept him away from you know drugs and alcohol and and lots of other lifestyle choices that musicians make that uh, that you know contribute to their early passing. And he didn't have any of those circumstances. And I thought, man, what I mean, what has happened? But at the same time, I kind of just I sat for a second in my car when I saw that. And I just gave a little prayer of thanks for his life because I knew it meant so much to me and, and my family growing up, my brother particularly, me and my brother. Uh, and that we grew up listening to his music was a gift for sure. Um, and I, I, you know, I just wanted to send out that gratitude to him. So I did. Um, and it was like the first phone call right after I, I was talking to somebody right about it right away. I thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe this guy is gone. And you know, it's impossible also not to think about all the deaths we've had this year, all the famous musicians that have passed. I mean, especially the musical world has felt 2016 in a very uh, difficult way. I mean, we've David Bowie and Maurice White and I mean, there's so many more names. I'm going to I'm forgetting many of them off the top of my head. Uh, but I mean, you know, Glenn Fry, another one. We just so many great musicians have passed and you know, we've we're watching this this celebrity death thing differently than the deaths of the people in our own lives. But honestly, it's only because all of us um, had an experience with their lives and their art that we had in common, and that's why we grieve them the way that we do. I saw a quote that I thought was so fabulous about why do we why do we grieve publicly someone that we didn't even know personally. And uh, the reason given was because um, a great artist shows you something about yourself. And so you identify with them through their art uh, because they helped you to identify something about you that was true. And I know that that was true about his life and, you know, about the lives of all those that have been passing this year. But Prince has really stood out in a very different way. I mean, not only was he, you know, very young and it was, you know, went much too fast for him. 57 is very young. Uh, but as I started to read, I mean, of course, w- there's many of us who agree that uh, any, uh, any musician I know agrees completely that the guy was a juggernaut of talent and skill and mastery. And uh, and as, and so that's not in dispute. But as I started to read the tributes on the websites and I started to watch the the video interviews that were coming in, pouring in on Thursday night on CNN and, and other news channels, news sources, uh, those that knew him that were close to him, I mean, they were talking about a guy that we did not know. I mean, a guy that was so, I mean, we knew he was super private and he had somehow kept his life out of the tabloids. Uh, but what became apparent as you started to listen to these stories, but this guy was not just a rare talent, but he was an exemplary human being. He was really different. Very different. I mean, think about this. Of all of the musicians that have passed this year, um, you know, Prince kind of stands out in one category as one of the guys who was so super private you could barely know anything about his life. And at the same time, he was never embroiled in any major scandals throughout his whole career. I mean, he pushed the envelope 
uh, with hot topics, hot social and sexual topics in our culture, but he was never embroiled in any major scandal. Isn't that interesting? A guy with that's pushing the envelope in a, in a category, uh, you know, that's it was so prevalent. He was putting you know sexuality and identity out in the forefront. You would have imagined that he would have been involved in something that would have taken him down or his or taken his reputation down with him, but it totally did not. Because he was a fiercely devoted, as we find out in these interviews, Jehovah's Witness, um, dedicated philanthropist. He was a spiritual guy, but he was also very giving, and the spirituality drove the giving. He was always dedicated to helping people all over the world with his influence and his charitable donations. Uh, And he even had some funds set up. He had some nonprofits set up to help others. he was also known as a very loyal friend. I mean, everyone who knew him knew he was always there for them. And whether they were in a high time or a low time, this guy is the testimonies they're pouring in from other famous people, but also other uh, friends of his. I mean, just this guy was super loyal. Now, it's all been quite a testimony to the life of this famous artist, but it also kind of made me more aware, as I'm sure it did you, that our time here on the planet is limited. Our time here together in this moment is limited. And what we do with it, what we choose to develop and grow and give is our legacy. What we choose to live is our legacy. So the question becomes, how do you want to be remembered? How do you want to be remembered when you pass away from this life and on to whatever comes next? You know, what is it about a guy like Prince that people are most proud to have known about them? I mean, were they proud to have known his talent? Well, of course they were proud to have known his talent. The guy was super talented, like I mentioned earlier. Very masterful uh, at his craft. He wasn't just a, a songwriter. He was also a producer. He was also a singer. He was also an instrumentalist. He played multi uh, instruments, but he was a, a masterful guitar player. I mean, it was Eric Clapton who was quoted at one of the best guitar players that we've ever known, right? Eric Clapton, uh, it, not in dispute. I mean, the guy's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, Eric Clapton was quoted in an interview. He was asked, "What's it? What's it feel like to be the greatest guitar player of all time?" His quote was, "I don't know. Ask Prince." That is the kind of mastery this guy displayed in his artistry and in his talent but that's not what people are remembering about him the most i mean what uh what we are commonly referring to when we refer to someone's talent when we refer to someone's accomplishments when we refer to someone's fame and fortune what we're referring to is what personal development expert stephen covey would have called secondary greatness Secondary greatness. Stephen Covey, the author of uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, had a concept that he wrote about called primary greatness and secondary greatness. Now, secondary greatness is that public persona. It's the accomplishments, the fame, the reputation, the talent, the gift, the wealth, the things that you can see from the outside, the veneer of someone's life. And unfortunately, our world is obsessed with secondary greatness. We're obsessed with the success that we can see, that we can touch, that we can put uh, you know, awards with. Those are the things that we are obsessed with as a culture. But primary greatness, 
primary greatness is the core of your being. It's what supports secondary greatness. Secondary greatness does not require a person to have a primary greatness in their life, but it will crush you if you don't. It certainly will crush your life and make your life miserable because primary greatness is your character. It's your integrity. It's your wholeness as a human being. It's your humility. It's your ability to see who you are and where you are in the universe and not see yourself as more highly than you ought to. That is primary greatness. And primary greatness is necessary to support any secondary greatness we have in our lifetimes. You know, it's really a life lived with the focus of developing and strengthening your personal character that leaves a legacy to be followed. That's the truth of anyone's life. And that seems to be the truth uh, about what we're hearing about Prince Rogers Nelson. This guy was much more multi-layered than we gave him credit for and had a much stronger core of being than anyone really knew. You know, in Your Best is Next, I wrote about, at, towards the end of the book, I wrote about becoming the example. Become the example for yourself and for others to follow. And here is the excerpt that I wrote in the book. Leadership expert Jim Rohn once said, The Bible gives us a list of human stories on both sides of the ledger. One list of human stories is used as examples. Do what these people did. Another list of human stories is used as warnings. Don't do what these people did. So if your story ever gets written in one of these books, make sure they use it as an example, not a warning. Not long ago, my children wanted to see the grave of their great-grandfather, whom they've only heard stories about. As we walked through the cemetery, I noticed how many people had died young. In fact, at this particular cemetery, there was a mausoleum dedicated to toddler and infant children. There doesn't seem to be anything as tragic as a life that hasn't reached its full potential before it's gone. But then I realized that even though so much potential had obviously been taken by the grave because of those who left us too soon, there was just as much, if not more, potential for greatness that had been buried with those of all ages who had not lived life to its fullest. Their lives would go down in history books as warnings of what not to do with your own life. As I stood in the presence of so much potential that would never be realized, I wondered, how many dreams died with their dreamer? How many songs died with their writer? How many books died with their author? How many inventions died with their inventor? How many cures died with their discoverer? It awakened in me again the motivation to die empty, to pour myself out as an example for my children and those around me, to live my life in deference to my dream, to never let my history hold me back from fulfilling my destiny, to march forth every day no matter what comes my way. I've always been inspired by a passage from one of the Apostle Paul's letters to his protege, Timothy, where he is writing from prison near what would prove to be the end of his life. Facing death, Paul says, For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. I've always looked at that as an example of what it means to die empty. 
I would never want anyone to say about me when I'm gone, he had so much potential. Instead, I want them to say, he helped so many people with all the wisdom he shared. I don't want anything. I don't want to hold anything back from coming forth from my heart into the world. I want to look death in the eye and know that I am ready because I have done what it is I am here to do. I want my life to be an example for others and not a warning. There's no greater example of a life well lived than the person who lives their life with passion, on purpose, and is fully empowered to create a fulfilling future. When you come alive, then you inspire others to do the same. When you give your gifts to the world, then you encourage others to share theirs. When you let your light shine in the darkness, then you give others permission to do the same. When you lead a life worthy of your calling, then your life becomes an example for others to follow. So here's my challenge to you after that excerpt. Here is my challenge to you, friends. Develop your character. Focus on your primary greatness. Focus on being whole, integrated, fully as a human being, full of heart, sound in mind, upright in your behavior. Lead a life worthy of your calling. And what is your calling? Your calling is to live fully, to love completely, to become all you're capable of being, to follow your heart and not settle for whatever the world gives you, but to keep pushing on and through and forward and seeking and pushing and finding. Continue to grow, continue to progress until your very last day. Because in the end, whether or not you live, excuse me, whether or not your life is remembered, in the end, whether or not your life is remembered as an example to be followed or a warning to be learned from is completely up to you. It's up to you to decide now, to decide today, to live like you want to be remembered. And to get you started, here's what I want you to do. I want you to come on over to jeremyflag.com slash episode 59, and I want you to go to the comments section, and I want you to write for yourself. Not for me. I want you to write for yourself, but declare it publicly what you would like your epitaph to read. What do you want to be said about you when you pass? What do you want people to know about you when you pass? What do you want them to have experienced because of the way you lived your life when you pass? What example do you want to leave others to follow when you pass? Write down what you want on your epitaph for yourself and put it in the comments section because once you're clear about how you want to be remembered, then you are completely free to start living that way today. Wow. All right. That was a powerful podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, then be sure to share it with all your friends on social media. And if you haven't yet, then just take 30 seconds to rate and review the show in iTunes and Stitcher because it helps elevate the status of the show, gives more people just like you an opportunity to create breakthrough results in their life work, and relationships. And if you're a first-time listener to Create You, welcome. Thank you for joining us. And be sure to subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud so you'll never miss another episode. Hey, as we close today, I've got to leave you with a quote from the man himself, the one we've been talking about today, the one and only Prince Rogers Nelson, who said this, a strong spirit 
transcends rules. How true. And I would add, a strong spirit transcends not only the rules that are imposed on us by others and by the culture and the society around us, but also the rules of time and space as human beings. Prince's legacy of being true to himself and supporting his secondary greatness with the development of his primary greatness of character will live on as an example for all of us to follow. Live your life as an example today, my friends, and I will talk with you again soon. Thanks for listening. For more tips about how to create the life, work, and relationship you love, just head over to jeremyflag.com where you'll find lots of free resources and notes from this episode. And don't forget to share your comments with me. I'd love to hear your voice. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review for me in the iTunes store. If you're listening on Apple's podcast app, just click anywhere on the show artwork to reveal the show notes and click the link that says, please rate and review the show in iTunes. Your feedback is appreciated. If you'd like to continue the conversation, then please like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter and be sure to use the hashtag CreateU. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for joining me today on CreateU and be sure to check in with me next time when I'll be back with another life-changing episode. You won't want to miss it, so be sure to subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud to get free delivery of every show. Until next time, this has been Jeremy Flagg. Reminding you that you are a creator. You don't need to react to life as it happens to you because you have the power within you to create the life you love today. Now go and create you.